Welcome to episode 20 of the Sunday Conversation Podcast. I'm Aaron. Across the table from me, that's Ben. Benny, how was your week, buddy? Oh, uh, week was great, as always. Just just uh, living here. So some people may notice that. That's great, Ben. I'm glad to hear that. Um, some people may notice I dropped Loyalty Liquors out of the uh, opening of this episode, not because of anything um, – that's happened. We still love Trevor. We still love loyalty liquors, but our conversation this week is going to get into some of the more, let's say nefarious aspects of the world we live in today. And uh, a lot of this could be construed as conjecture. A lot of it can be construed as, um, you know, very, very far outside of the box thinking. So we don't want it to be construed as our opinion speaking for the people that agreed to sponsor this podcast. So we're going to leave them out of it for this week and then we'll bring it back next week. But <clears throat> where I wanted to start, Ben, it's actually kind of perfect. I texted you a little while ago. I was on my way home from the park and uh, I happened to notice an Instagram post that said, and I quote, breaking sources inside Trump administration confirmed to me that CDC has been misreporting the data for coronavirus to inflate the numbers. So I saw that. And as always, when I see something like that on Instagram, I go to the source. It was on Twitter. I pull up the Twitter page. It's a verified account. The, the uh, woman's name is Emerald Robinson, who's the White House correspondent for uh, Newsmax, I believe, which I don't know anything about, but she's the White House correspondent for them. So I went to her page and the follow-up tweet was, Trump administration official tells me that CDC was taking seven weeks to compile and release key coronavirus stats. Under pressure, CDC started reporting that data with three-week lag. So HHS, which is a new company taking over the data reporting, took over data reporting from CDC. HHS is able to compile and report this data daily. So it's kind of what you and I talked about in episode nine, I believe it was. Um, 11 weeks ago. 11 weeks ago, we were saying that it seemed – that there was a lot of funky stuff going on with the reporting of the numbers. And well, none of this is official. It's one source and there will need more sources for confirmation. It seems that you and I were right, buddy. Yeah, man. Um, where do we even begin? Um, I went into a gas station today and this old guy in front of me, turned around and said, Hey, you should really be wearing a mask. And I wanted to say, Hey, you should really go fuck yourself, dude. <laughs> like Jackson is getting bad right now. Really bad. Three big time restaurants just sh shut their doors. Um, you know, they claim it's cause you know, the coronavirus. Um, so they're making it seem like, you know, it's all the, the incoming travelers, um, you know, oh yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all, you know, all the travelers faults or, or whatever. Um, and I'm just like, I'm so, I'm so over it to the point where now I think we need to start like speaking our opinion. You know what I mean? Like sure, people need to, to, to lighten up. And they need to wake up and like, it, it is, I guarantee you anybody that watches the news is 
a masker and anybody that doesn't is just living like it, it, it's ridiculous dude it's ridiculous and it, if, if like like i get it like there could be a virus or a flu or you might you know what i mean but like to say that this thing is like happening is just like it's so fucking dumb like i can't take it anymore i mean just to, sorry just, I, there no. there will be positive in this episode but like i mean it's just might take might take know. a little while to get there we got some right yeah to get we're gonna first. get there yeah. <laughs> um i mean even when you just look at the statistics part in this i had a i had an argument with a buddy of mine who very very close friend of mine but we don't always see eye to eye in a lot of things and um you know, the statistics show a significant uh, spike in quote-unquote cases. And I say quote-unquote because there is some kind of dirty laundry that goes around the reporting of cases, which I'll get to in a minute. But statistically, when you look at the amount of deaths, they're not rising at any crazy rate. They're fluctuating. Some days are high. Some days are low. The death rate is by percentage going down. I think it's, I think right now you have a 99.46% chance of sur- surviving coronavirus. So he had said to me, you know, well, the deaths are spiking now, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the cases are spiking now and it takes about a month for the reports on the deaths to catch up, right? Cause it takes, was taking a month, quote unquote, to, um, uh, for the reporting of the deaths to come through. And I said to him, this was, this was about a week ago. And I said to him, okay. I said, so by that logic, all of the Black Lives Matter protests, all of the rioting and looting that was going on all over the country, thousands and thousands and thousands of people being all on top of each other, granted outside, but still not maintaining social distancing, anything. I said, we should be seeing a spike in deaths in these places, right? In Minneapolis, Los Angeles, you know, Chicago, all these major cities. We should be seeing a major spike in deaths. It's been about a month since that happened. So by that logic, which you're perpetrating, which the news is perpetrating, this should be what's happening. There should be a significant spike in deaths. When in reality, that's not the case. So there's clearly some disconnect here. The simple, simple logic explanation would be that there's been a significant increase in testing. People can test positive for, you know, can have the antibody test, which means they've already had it and will count as a positive test. If it was going to be as serious as it's made out to be, why have we not seen a gigantic increase in deaths, even though there's been a gigantic increase in reported cases? Dude, it's like, at, it's, it's almost to the point now where if you're like stuck on that side of like thinking and believing in our government and that they're here to save and help us, like it's almost at that point now where like even the most diehard believer in our fucked up government is like whoa you know wait a second like too much stuff doesn't add up and and it's more like just like feel free to like look at a little bit of like information like i mean we say it all the time you know what i mean it's at this point you're you're if you can't do a little bit of your own research in my mind and opinion, like you're helpless, like you're, you will forever be submissive to whoever 
is above you, whether that be your boss, you know, the government, any, like, like you have zero brain for yourself. Like that's all in, like, I, I know this sounds harsh, but I feel like it's almost like it's time to like wake the fuck up. Like, um, I don't, I mean, it definitely sounds harsh, but it's like, you know, people driving in their cars with masks on, like, is the fucking radio going to give you the coronavirus? <laughs> like, I don't get it. I truly, I don't get it. Like, you know, like, I, I mean, people in China have been wearing masks for years and years and years, but that's, you know, it's because of this, you know, the horrible, the horrendous air condition, you know, but it, it, it's got nothing to do with, you know, they're, they're not trying to control a virus like when they by wearing a mask they're just trying to like reduce the carbon dioxide they're breathing in or, or whatever you know so you know to say like oh pe people you know have been wearing masks forever well yeah it's true but you know if you're wearing a mask in jackson hole wyoming six thousand two hundred and nine feet above sea level um, the sun has been out for 10 straight days. I haven't seen a cloud. Like the fact that people are riding bicycles down the street with masks on is fucking mind blowing. It's mind blowing. Like you're, you're, it's such an adverse effect. Like, I mean, you know, th there's, there's stats going both ways, obviously, but it's like the stats that I've seen, it's, um, by wearing a mask, you're, you're at more risk of cancer. Um, basically, the way I was explained to it, or I was explained was, essentially, wearing a mask is reducing your oxygen intake by 30% or something. So, in a sense, you're suffocating your own cells by wearing the mask. So, if you want to hear my like, you know, free thinking thought, it's that, you know, they're, they're literally the people that are saying to wear masks are really, they're probably in cahoots with the pharmaceutical in industry and they're trying to give everybody cancer, you know, like, because that's what happens when your cells don't get the proper amount of oxygen. They, if, the, if you have a cancerous cell, that it, if it was getting the good, the good cells in your body, if they, were, if they were working at full capacity, getting all the oxygen they needed, they're going to be able to fight that cancer cell, if that makes sense. And hey, I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying what I read in a, in a doctor's article. Like, you're, you're hindering your good cell and allowing the alien cell, the cancerous cell, to then thrive because it, 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 it is now fighting against something, you know, it would be like playing hockey against the other team with broken sticks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, you, you um, can, you can... I, uh, th well, there's a couple things, right? So, um, 
and I heard this through a secondhand source that I trust, but there is a staggering amount of people that have uh, autopsies done after they die from coronavirus that also have a serious uh, vitamin D uh, deficiency, which oh the sun, which you get from the the primary source of vitamin D for human beings is the sun. So by forcing all of us to stay inside and not go out and be out in the sun, you are causing yourself to not get enough vitamin D, which is extremely important to your immune system. Um, but I wanted to just touch one more thing on the reporting. I mean, speak so, for yourselves. I'm the tannest I've ever been right now. So, um, well, you guys sold your beach house. So you guys go, have dude. really fucked around with my tan, but I still get outside every day. So I'm making it work. But, um, the same reporter, because this is important, because I've seen this. She is not the only person I've seen this from. I've seen it all over the internet multiple times. But her follow-up tweet to the two, the first two I read were, my DMs are flooded with people in various states, Louisiana, open parenthetical, Louisiana, Texas, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, closed parenthetical, telling me the same story. They signed up for the test and went to the testing site, but left early because of long lines. Despite not taking the test, they got notified later that they've tested positive. Those stories are all over the internet of people who either didn't take the test or signed up and then ended up taking it, getting notified that they've tested positive for coronavirus. Um, it's very obvious that, uh, listen, I don't know if this is some like deep state, like, um, you know, big farmers behind this. I, I, but it doesn't, it wouldn't shock me to know that, you know, this is a major push to try and put stains on president Trump's presidency as we head into an election to try and cost him the election. And again, we're not, we're pretty, we're both pretty apolitical. I, I don't, Ben, I don't know if you voted in the last election. No, I've, I've never, never voted. voted in an election. I don't, in an election. I don't and I know that's not, I, I know that's not good, but I'm of the theory that it's like, okay, like, you know, last election, Russia, Russia did the election or whatever fucking bullshit mm. people say, you know what I mean? It's like, so if you're really sitting here telling me that, that, you know, I, and I know every, you know, you know, whatever, there was a gigantic, I remember like remember back in the day it was like who was it like P Diddy was like rock the vote and like there's yeah, a, there's just sure. always it's just always just this like and like back in the day you're like oh that's so cool like these these like celebrities are like you know you know trying to get everyone to vote and it's like now that I'm grown up I'm like this is such bullshit because it's it's whatever super high up you know politician that's like hey listen you're controlled you're gonna you're gonna go and say all this stuff and you're gonna get this demographic to to vote for me or whatever you know what i mean and it's just like it's not real it's at the end of the day it's just people that have way too much power are basically manipulating the people with all the power to then manipulate the masses to go one certain direction. And it's just like, dude, I ain't for that. Like, like that's, yeah, I, I, you know? I, I, I don't, I don't think you're, you're wrong at all. I mean, it's, oh, I think yeah. it's, I think it's showing, I think it's showing more in this election than anything, because in reality, when you just boil it down between the two candidates, just based on merit alone, neither one deserves the presidency. You know, neither one of them is is in a position where they should be running a country. 
So like, that's my whole thing. That's why I don't really vote. You know, I'm a registered independent, but I don't plan on voting in this election either. I'll probably vote down ballot. You know, there's other people to vote for that are more important to my day-to-day life where most of the decisions the president makes, regardless of who wins, don't affect my day-to-day life. But until we have a multi-party election, you know, you're forced into one box. Are you Republican? Are you a Democrat? The Republican party is moving to the radical right. And the democratic party is moving to the radical left. We're moving further away from the middle and you have to pick one or the other. And it's like, well, I don't fully agree with one or the other. You know, I see the merits of both arguments. And so until that happens, I won't vote. And if they, you know, people say, well, if you don't vote, you can't, you know, you can't complain. Listen, you and I grew up in Connecticut. Connecticut's a blue no matter who state. It doesn't matter. If you, you could be the staunchest Republican in the world. If you live in Connecticut, it doesn't matter. You know, the, Connecticut will always vote blue. It's the way it goes. So it really doesn't matter. If you don't vote, you should still legal, you should still be allowed to complain, you know, because it doesn't matter what happens. It's gonna be it's gonna be the Democratic candidate no matter what getting the right. votes. Which for. which which almost is like okay, you, you say that as like, you know, oh, you know, it's Connecticut's gonna be blue no matter what. You know what I mean? No, okay, no matter now who, at, you have to make it rhyme, dude. Blue no matter okay, who. Okay, blue no matter who. Blue no matter fucking bullshit, whatever. <laughs> but, the, you know what I mean? So then look at all the other states that are whatever, you know, red no matter what. or blue Red no till we're what. dead. Well, then, then it just goes, it's like a perfect, like, okay, guys, you're, you don't even fucking matter. So, it, like, what the fuck, like, at what point do people start to realize, like, Oh, if Connecticut's always blue, you know what I mean? It's like, then leave, you know what I mean? Which I did. So, um, I don't know, dude. It's like, it just makes no fucking sense. It's like, and and the fact that now, dude, our lives are like, and and I, I get it. Like we live in America, like, you know, which I'm starting to think that it really is more and more of a prison, you know, every day. Um, what was the, who was that? You ever seen the, the newsroom? I love the, the newsroom, bro. Remember I the just, opening? I literally, dude, it's so weird that you just asked that. I literally just the, got done rewatching the newsroom last week. Okay. Well, the opening, the opening. America's line, not the, the greatest country in the world. It's not. It's like, and, uh, you know, everyone, you know, it's got these like, whatever they're, they're all on their high horse about this and this and this like now dude now that i'm just like living like it is it it blows my mind the people stuck in this fucking stupid like matrix society whatever you want to call it like rat race dude it is sickening it really is sickening and it's like you know you know, just every day it makes me want to go like more into the wild. Um, um, it's so interesting. It, you I'll, should, pro- you I'll should. probably drop down to 120 pounds and, and die of, of eating a poisonous berry, but fuck it. Die you know? of dysentery <laughs> like you're on the Oregon Trail. Um, no, it's interesting you should say that because I listened to a podcast with uh, Graham Hancock, who is one of my favorite people on the planet. He's a He was a, a fiction writer turned um, researcher and – the main premise of his uh, work is, is that human civilization as we know it today is significantly older than what science and historians, you know, agree on. 
you know, scientists and historians agree that, you know, we kind of transitioned out of being hunter gatherers around 10,000 years ago. And his work has proved a lot of stuff that there is civilizations that go back way further than that, that were wiped out by cataclysmic events, meteors hitting the earth, sea levels rising, the melting of the, of the, um, of the ice caps, all that stuff, you know, that wiped out major, major ancient civilizations and most of the uh, evidence of them. But he's found plenty of evidence to prove that there was um, civilization much, much further back than that. Anyways, uh, I was listening to a podcast with him and he has this rant just totally off. I'll send it to you afterwards. But he talks about nationalism, right? And he talks about, he's, talks about how he despises nationalism, you know, this sense of pride for the country you live in. And he says, you know, it's a genetic, it's the genetic lottery, right? It's you just out of the pure happenstance of the world were born in America. So why is it that, and I, when I say you, I mean the royal you, why is it that because of this genetic lottery and you being born in one place, do you feel that that makes you better than somebody else that was born randomly in another place, in an African country, in a, in a South American country? Like, why, why is that what we do as humans, as opposed to just embracing the fact that we're all brothers and sisters, and then we should all love each other, and not have these petty fucking bullshit, and let these, you know, people that are in power tear us apart, and make us hate each other, make us divided, you know, why is that the world that we live in, you know, purely because of just the randomness of the universe, and you being born in one place, and uh, it really resonated with me because it was like, dude, like totally, like what the fuck makes you, what makes it better to be an American than anywhere else? Just because that's the, that's what we portray to the world that we're the best country in the world. Like it's fucking bullshit. That's why it's so perfect. You bring up that newsroom clip for anybody who's never seen it. Google newsroom America isn't the greatest country in the world. It's a fucking awesome clip, but it's so true. Like, dude, we as Americans tell ourselves we're the best country in the world when as that clip shows, there's not a hell of a lot of measurable things that we're actually the best at, you know? Yeah, no, totally. And then on top of that, that was however many years ago. You know, I'm sure we've fallen off, you know, <laughs> way worse than the numbers he's throwing out there. And we've um, definitely become more divided as a people too. It's only gotten worse. Right. Yeah, man. Uh, it, uh, it really sucks, dude. It really sucks. Like, there's no other way to put it. It's like you got – I mean, as, as shitty as this is, it's like you got a bunch of people running around that don't even – like, that they can't and don't think for themselves. So they are – they're making the – Whoever's like, whoever's controlling them is like doing a fucking awesome job. Like, you know what I mean? Like I've never seen, I've never seen it like more of a time where like a, a sect of, of people are, are just so completely like brain dead to their own thinking. Um, I mean, not even, not even to turn, to turn this dark, like, but you know, when it comes to trusting the government, people should be distrustful of the government to begin with. Right. Like 
forget conspiracy, forget the moon landing, forget JFK, forget any of that shit. If you know enough about our country, you should know about the Iran-Contra scandal how we sold arms to Iran and allowed Nicaragua to, to peddle cocaine and crack cocaine to keep the black communities down in South Central Los Angeles and to fund a revolution against the communist government of Nicaragua. And the government knew about all of it and perpetrated it and let it happen. And people still just put their trust in a government that does that. I mean, this alone, not Iran-Contra, what I'm about to say, should be enough to show you that like the government doesn't care about you the government is not here for you the fact that we allow lobbying in government is the most despicable thing there is how is it that the nra that the insurance companies that big pharma that all these major corporations and excuse me and sectors of or, or private sector businesses and corporations are allowed to have people that directly interact with the people that make laws in this country and make campaign donations to them. How, can, how the fuck can you run a, a quote-unquote democracy and allow something like that to happen? Where now you have corporations which are, by the law, people but are not persecuted the way people are persecuted, making decisions for the rest of us based on what best serves their interests. How the fuck could anybody trust the government after knowing that? Maybe that's not public knowledge, but it's not that hard to find. It is, I mean, it's, it's a real job that people have. It's not hidden, it's, it's fucking everywhere. How the fuck could you trust the government that allows private interest groups to put money into the people that make the laws that affect your day to day life? How? You can't, I mean, you can't. And that's the, the, the funniest thing. The funniest thing is like all these people that, you know, I've, I've grown up and, and like, you know, known to be, you know, whatever. And it's just like to see all this shit like unravel and like, you know, to think like, the, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that they never even you know, we're thinking for themselves, you know what I mean? It's just like, it, it's just, it's really going to be funny to see, you know, the amount of people who have made fucking donations to X amount of, or, or whatever, you know, corporations or, or, you know, you know, in, in like philanthropic efforts, you know, like, mm, sure. Oh yeah, we did all this. And then like, you know, you know, it's going to start like coming out, like, which it already has, man, like where this money's going and where it has been going. And it's like for years and years and years, it's like, you know, how is this, the CEO of Red Cross, you know, how is his bonus package $35 million a year or whatever? You know what I mean? That's right. like, oh yeah, let's all go fucking donate money and blood to a corporation that is then selling it. You know what I mean? It's like, they're, it's like goodwill. You give it to them for free and they're selling it for a profit. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, but it's so fucking good. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, they're so good. They're, they're offering, um, you, know, uh, you know, stuff for super low cost to, to people who can't afford it. You know what I mean? Well, guess what? They created a sect of people who can't afford stuff and then they created a fucking business to, to you know, to, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, 
you know, uh, turn a fucking profit. Well, I know, but like, a, like a, not objectify them even more. You know what I mean? It's like laughing in their face. It's like, yeah, here, donate this stuff to us, you know, to us for free. And then we're going to sell it to you. You know what I mean? And then they have some deal with the government. You get like a little slip of paper that, you know, I could go donate a freaking, you know, a freaking, a binky, a used child's binky and, and say, you know, and write off like 15 grand on my tax return because they don't know what you right. fucking donated. Right. It's just like, it's all, fuck, it's all bullshit, man. The, the, war, the war on poverty inevitably became the war on the poor. And like it was, it, it was, it was and is like a system that's just meant to keep lottery where they are, man. Scratch off tickets. It's just another tax uh, on biggest, the poor. Biggest fucking joke It's a tax on the poor. You know what I mean? Who's buying lottery tickets? People that have nothing that think that, oh, Johnny down the, you know, oh yeah, they, they posted a sign in the window, like thousand dollar ticket sold here or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just, it's all. It's a scam, dude. Everything's a scam. It's 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 amazing that the average person doesn't commit enough time to think about things like that. And and I to be frank, I don't necessarily blame them because it's fucking depressing. It's depressing to think that you know we live in a place where systemically we're all meant to be kept in the same place that we are. You know, when you look at welfare programming, right? So many people stay on welfare, not because, not necessarily because they're lazy or because they don't want to do anything. They stay on welfare because they're incentivized to stay on welfare. You know, there's no, there's no program in welfare where it's like, hey, you know, we'll pay for this, this, and this, and this. But listen, if you get a job, you know, we'll also give you money until you get to a point where you're self-sufficient and then we'll stop your benefits. You know, like there's no incentivizing people. So say, say somebody's on welfare, right? Let's say they receive $36,000 in state, $36,000 a year in state benefits. Let's say they incentivize them to go out and get a job and start supporting themselves. And they say, okay, you go work wherever, let's say McDonald's for this example, and you get paid minimum wage. Okay. So once you start that minimum wage job, guess what? We'll keep you as long as you're employed full time, we'll give you your benefits your regular $36,000 a year for a full year, that way allowing you to make whatever it would be, $65,000 for that year. Once you get to the end of that year though, we're gonna cut you off regardless. If you stop working, if you quit, if you get fired, whatever, we're gonna cut you off. You're gonna incentivize people to work harder. Look at me, I went from having no money that I was living on state assistance to now I'm getting $65,000 a year okay, yeah, you're going to take a hit, but you put programs in place, teach people how to save their money, teach people how to invest, teach people the right things to do with their money so that when that year ends, now they don't need your assistance anymore. You wean them off of your, your assistance. But that doesn't benefit people because they need the votes. The politicians need the votes. So those people who want to continue getting their benefits are going to vote for the people that are going to continue their benefits. And it's just a cycle where we keep we, the royal we, keep voting for people that are going to keep our benefits going. And I just heard a great quote the other day. It's like, the government comes along and breaks your leg and then tells you, and then gives you a crutch and says, see, you need me to walk. Like, they put you in a position and then 
pretend like they're the ones helping you when in reality they're the ones that put you there in the fucking first place. Dude, totally. Totally, man. It's like uh yeah, it's it's uh it's scary. But um it's terrible. On the flip side, it's like they're you know in a way as as morbid as this sounds, it's like someone someone that wants to just go ahead and and uh depend solely you know on the government and not do anything like they're already dead inside sure you know what i mean like there's they don't have any motivation they never probably had motivation to begin with right you know so it's like and that's why you know, when the cattle carts come around to round up everybody to go to the freaking human concentration camps, it's like they're going to be the first ones to jump on. And uh, if you think that's crazily outlandish, Google it because FEMA camps are a real thing. You know, it's interesting too. <clears throat> oh, and by that... the way, FEMA is essentially the same organization that was like, ran the nazi concentration camps it was just like a operation paperclip type thing fun fact hugo boss was a not was a nazi so if you wear hugo boss clothing you are directly supporting the nazi party of 70 years ago 80 years ago um you know what's interesting though is when you boil it down just the pure numbers right the american population outnumbers the politicians the police the military significantly you know multitudes of 20 times right and yet we all are controlled to some degree by these people in power and you know the old expression about power absolute power corrupts absolutely you know and so we all just live in this system that is meant to keep the middle and lower class in one place let the let the upper class, the elites, let them continue to, to profit and grow while the rest of us just sit around. And like, that's why when I did the video that we put on our Instagram page that I put on our Instagram page um, about investing and like I said in it, you like, you want to know the best way to help people is get fucking rich. And that goes across the board. Like you want to have your voice heard, get rich. You know, who do you hear on TV? Do you ever hear poor people talking on TV? No, you hear rich people talking on TV. If you want to help people by giving money, get fucking rich. So it doesn't even matter if you give away five, $10,000, like just get fucking rich. And like, there's a game in place. I was just having this conversation with two of my neighbors last night. And, you know, one of them was talking, I guess there's this movement around the internet. I haven't seen it, but it, you know, eat the rich, right? Like people tweeting out, eat the rich. And that's such a shitty attitude to have that like, oh, like they're rich and they continue to get rich and we're all just down here suffering. It's like, no, how about you? get rich and get your voice fucking heard, you know? And like, that's something you and I have preached about investing and setting yourself up for your future and trying to achieve your dreams and your goals. Like, you know, what comes along with having money is the ability to do things and make your voice heard and, you know, be able to go to meetings and have people listen to what you have to say. Like, get fucking rich, man. Like work hard, do the fucking work, save your money, be smart with your money, get fucking rich and let your voice be heard. Yeah, I mean totally. And it's and it's in the grand scheme of things, it's not it really isn't 
it's not even all about money, but you know, if like you're saying, that's like, if you want to be heard, then that is an easy way to do it. You know what I mean? And if you don't want to do, like, if you don't want to have anything to do with civilization at all, then get a backpack and go march into the mountains and go live off the land. I mean, you can, that's the beauty. Like you can do, you know, whatever you would, you know, your heart desires, but it's like, you got to do something, man. You got to live like in it. it, It's just, I don't know, dude, it's so weird. Like it's almost, it's like frustrating, but I mean, I'm, I'm a little frustrated just because, you know, it's like the town that I'm currently living in is like, it, it, I just, I, I am so like, sad for humanity that this is where we're at you know what i mean that this is you know this is the state that we're in um so i guess you know to to try to move to a lighter note or or whatever it's just like you know make sure you're make sure you're doing stuff that you love to do you know because you know, we're truly in a time that's like, who knows, man, what, who knows what's going to happen next. I can't even like, you know, there's not even, we haven't even gotten to the Wayfair topic. I don't even, I don't realistically, we're not even going to have time. We've been shooting shit for 40 minutes now. I mean, we can save that for, for, uh, I mean, let's just mention it. Like, like it's in the mainstream Okay. Okay. All right. Here, here. You want a statistic? You think you think 130,000 coronavirus deaths are bad? Quote, unquote, 130,000 coronavirus deaths are bad. How about the fact that 800,000 children go missing in the United States every year? Now, they don't all stay missing, but there's 800,000 reported cases of missing children every single fucking year. And so last weekend, I uh, really unfortunately for us, uh, the day after we recorded last week's episode, it came out that. Uh, Wayfair, the uh, I said clothing, the furniture company, um, you know, is potentially uh, playing the middleman for missing children and pedophilia and pedophiliacs and pedophiles, um, which came out in the news. I'm sure you saw it. They had a quote unquote industrial cabinets. I said quote unquote a million times this episode. Industrial cabinets that had the same exact names as missing children all over the country that were going for exorbitant prices for cabinets. And then it went way further than that, but you're talking $12,000 for industrial cabinets. So the the thought process was, is that these were special parts of the site that were meant as uh, the middlemen to move children from wherever they're being held to pedophiles all over the world. Um, Don't get too deep into it, Ben, but give me your initial thoughts. And then we'll save the rest for, uh, for next episode. We'll do a real deep dive into it. No, I don't have any thoughts. I don't want to even speak. Go Google it. Go uh, or DuckDuckGo. That's, you know, another a web browser Search that you engine. can use. Um, yeah. Look into it. And, and you'll see, you know, right away. First, first thing that pops up. It's hilarious. Like the New York Post says, uh, 
conspiracy theorists at it again or whatever you know it's just it's unbelievable it's unbelievable it's always like it's always something but uh, yeah, here look, here look, we are a week later and it's out of the news cycle already yeah nobody cares it, it, nobody cares regardless of whether you think that what Wayfair was doing was above or below board. The simple fact of the matter is 800,000 children go missing in this country every year. That's almost eight times the amount of people that have died from coronavirus, which will be a one-time thing, a one-off fucking thing. Every single fucking year, 800,000 children, the most There's like 10 in like, you know, early on, what what did the coronavirus start in January or whatever? In like March, they had the numbers for like all the different stuff that the deaths, there was like 50,000 corona deaths there was like 112,000 um flu deaths there was like 900,000 you know whatever like uh heart failures there was like 9 million abortions it's like these same fucking people it, it just it blows my fucking mind it blows my mind it's like oh yeah you know it's like it's all relative it's all a life if you really want to like get into it it's like i don't know dude today was today was a today was a rough one today was a rough one um i just want to say one last thing when it comes to numbers and statistics people like to pick and choose the ones that fit their narrative the best and then ignore the rest of them and i think that's a real bullshit thing that we do as people but um let's not go out on a negative note like they say you know never go to sleep angry with your significant other let's not go out on a negative note so give me something positive that happened to you this week i got a bmw motorcycle and it's uh, an a, awesome. actual an actual beamer a bmw motorcycle and guess what you don't need a mask to go ride up into the mountains by yourself. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now, buddy. So yeah, um, I, uh, I am as far away from civilization as I can be at the most badass campsite that ever lived. No service. I got a stream and, uh, I've been fly fishing without. Oh, a how's it been going? Do you catch anything? Without, without a fishing license, mind you, because that's just another joke. Cause you can barely even get a fishing license. If you're, um uh an out-of-state resident just dude everything's a joke so um but yeah not not really i don't mean that in a, like i mean it's like i there is not a soul near me so um yes i'm fly fishing without a license world sorry about it um and someday i'll get a fly fishing or a license but uh dude it's so cool just you know whatever just tinkering around i haven't caught a fish yet so i guess technically i'm not fishing without a license so (laughs) (laughs) that's why they call it fishing and not catching buddy uh Uh, but no that's great i mean i can tell you and i didn't talk at all this week until today today was the first time we spoke all week so i mean i can like i said last week you can always tell when things are going well when you and i aren't talking so um no that's great i'm glad uh i'm glad you're in a good spot and things are working out up there the way you wanted them to. I mean, I'm sorry that, you know, this had to be such a negative episode. I mean, this was, was my idea, but I just, I, I couldn't, no, no, no. Couldn't I, hold I, my tongue anymore. I was, I'm right there with you, dude. I'm like, I'm, I'm like angry. I'm like, not like, 
it's weird. Like as long as I'm just not around people, I'm perfectly fine. You know what I mean? It's right. awesome. Like I'm living and you know, and the friends that I have are obviously, you know, like-minded or whatever, but like, it's just, as soon as you get, you know, whatever you need to eat. So it's like, you got to go to the grocery store. Um, you know, all these restaurants are closing down up here. It's just like, dude, I don't get like so much money is being lost unless they're like, like our restaurants is, could there be an incentive to shut down? No, like, no, the, no? the, the, I, uh, doing more and more. And you know, that I've been on the long, been on the like disaster aspect of the, um, of the economic uh, consequences of what's been going on. But, uh, the more we shut things down, the more we do what we've been doing, the long, it is going to get really, really fucking bad. Might take a little while to happen, but we are we are really, really fucking ourselves for the future here. So um, there's no incentive for restaurants because the PPP loans they don't have to pay back, but the other loans that they took out from the SBA they will have to pay back. So you know, if you close, you're. You, I was talking to the guy who owns the restaurant that I bartend at, and he took the PPP loan, which he doesn't have to pay back. But the other loan he had to take out is a 30-year loan. It's a low-interest loan, but it's a 30-year fucking loan. So if the restaurant closes in two months, he's going to be paying it off for 29 months and – or I'm sorry, 29 years and six months. So, like, there is no incentive to close a restaurant. The only incentive is to keep them going. Yeah, which it's it just it, – it really blows my mind. Like, um, you know, the the people that are – you know, it's just funny because it's like, you know, you know, like, just like, for example, if it's like a little shop, you know, chances are like the owner of the shop's not present, you know, and it's like with every person that, you know, someone kicks out and, you know, there's just all these like, oh, do they have a mask? Do they not? You know what I mean? Like all this, like, dude, like you're losing, like there's, there's no, there's a number of places that I won't ever go back to just because they were like you know it was like really poorly handled and, and you know what i mean and it's not even that i had like a bad experience it's just i'm not going to go back to those places um so you know what what was the what was the uh thing we're, we're gonna put on a shirt about like uh the um the customers are, what was it the customers always oh, uh, uh customers always oh, an asshole yeah this is america the customers always an asshole um yeah. not the customers always right but it becomes more and more yeah. true every day but that is as good as place as any to wrap it up um subscribe rate review um got him uh, we'll catch back up next week. I mean, listen, we're we're gonna dive into. Hey, Wayfair you next didn't week. tell me your uh, one good thing about the week. Oh, um, so, well, so you had a good, uh, you had a good week trading. Well, that's what I was gonna say. So my one good thing for the week is, um, you know, I've started to put the research and studying I had been doing into actual practice. I had been paper trading, which is where you know you do analysis and then you write down on a piece of paper what you would do with a certain stock and then obviously you don't have the risk, but you can see if you're actually processing what you're supposed to be learning. Uh, so this week I started to put some stuff into, into, uh, into practice and um, Xerox was a company that I had looked at through analysis that I liked, uh, you know, room for about a $12 upside. 
I uh, made like 11% on Xerox this week. Canon, the uh, camera company, another super undervalued company right now, uh, got room to move by about $6, uh, made about 3% on that. So the, the stuff I was, was trying to learn seems to be working. So that was my good thing for this week. Um, I was up about 5% in the market, growing my money, trying to get rich so that I don't have to deal with the bullshit that the middle class has to deal with. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a good week, man. It's always a good week. And, yeah. and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll brag for you a little bit. I mean, uh, let's see at what point in this, uh, pandemic, did you say that you were going to, uh, learn to analyze stocks? What was that about two months ago now? Uh, yes. Months, uh, yeah. No, not about six weeks ago, probably. And, uh, you now, um, uh, one of your, one of your clients, I guess, um, in accounts. the liquor industry like accounts. Yeah. Clients. I don't like to give them what that I, much respect. Um, well, one of your accounts, who's also a, uh, a guy in the market, mm. um, you know, you guys what ran some, some stuff by each other and, uh, so he, he made some money and now he's going to start paying you some, if uh, a little bit on your, uh, yeah. so on, he, on the uh, work that you did prior, that's all I was getting at. Yeah, yeah, so he right, he he uh, he he's longtime trader, and I'll keep this as short as possible so we don't run too much longer. But longtime trader, guy's made a lot of money over the years. Um, uh, but you know he's done it based off of you know his own analysis that had nothing to do with technical analysis or anything. And so every Wednesday I see him and we shoot shit, you know, shoot the shit and go back and forth with things we like, things we don't like, what why we like them. Um, and you know, this week, or I'm sorry, last week was the first week I really kind of let him know that I had been learning, you know, stock charts and shit like that. And so he asked me about a couple companies, the one he was the longest on, I told him to take some profits cause I thought it was going to go back down. Uh, within a week it dropped about 25%. He took profits out, saved himself some money, called me today and said to keep analyzing this stuff for him. And if I give him big winners and he makes more than a certain percentage, he's going to throw me a, a percentage back as commission. So yeah, I mean, getting paid for the work you put in, you know, and that's, that's the dream, but um, we'll see how that's that goes. Awesome, so hopefully dude. I don't fucking blow it. Yeah. Right. I can just play fast and loose cause it's not my money. So I can have him take the risk that I can't take, but um, we'll pick it back up next week. Benny, great fucking chat today, buddy. I love you. Yeah, dude. Love you, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for, being such a well-spoken and uh like um just intelligent dude i i, I enjoy talking with you so thanks i'd for kiss that, you, i'd kiss you if you were in front of me love you buddy <laughs> love you